0: From RobinOnPro.com, and welcome to SCL, the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. This is episode. 234 for the 3rd of May 2014 I'm recording this in Gosport on the south coast of the UK well I hope everybody's had a fantastic few weeks taking lots of photographs and enjoying I don't know, we've had a bit mixed weather here in England we've had quite a lot of rain but it was fantastically summer days um, in fact uh, we've had uh, Valentino the grandson down today and we've been out down the skate park at Leon Solent um doing lots of, uh, well, him doing lots of scootering, me doing lots of running around. In fact, I've managed to hurt my leg. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, it kind of shows you what happens when, how old am I, what was it, 2014, when, a, when like a 42-year-old, am I 42 or 43? I forget, tries to keep up with a four-year-old, you end up um, hurting, well, I've hurt my right foot, so I've been hobbling around for the rest of the day, doing um, doing, well, as little, as possible, back to work tomorrow. Um, so, anyway, you may well be wondering if you're watching this video on YouTube. Um, excuse me, what's that thing in front of your face? Um, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're probably thinking, "Well, wait a minute, it didn't the hasn't the intro music changed, and doesn't the podcast sound a bit different?" Hopefully, it sounds a little bit better. Well, but for, for the people listening on the podcast, what I've actually got in front of me is. Um, a, uh, I think they call it a pop filter it's my own DIY pop filter the idea is that hopefully when I do P's and S's you won't get so much of a pfft or a tss sound which you probably got then than you previously got from the podcast and um, if you're watching on video you should be getting much better audio than you normally get um, but you know, let's take a step back and, and ask kind of, kind of why you know <laughs> What's going on? Well, on YouTube, I've actually coming up to quite, what well, I think quite a big milestone, and that's 400 podcasts uploaded since, I don't know, I, I think I probably joined YouTube back in 2007, um, just uploading all sorts of kind of video clips, and uh, things I was interested in, tech stuff, gadgets, and recently, over the last few years, it's mainly been based around photography and, and gadgets, stuff people send me and stuff I buy. And I'm also coming up to about 4 million views as well, which, you know, I think, you know, isn't too bad, is it? I think, you know, that's quite a lot. Um, But one thing that's kind of readily apparent from, you know, from you guys and girls who listen to the podcast, and if you watch the videos on YouTube as well, is the quality quite often can leave a lot to be desired. And... i know if you've listened to the, to the podcast for any length of time you know i thank you for sticking with me um i know the audio quality has gone up and down those of you who've been with me for a few years remember when i used to record it in the car driving up and down the m3 um i know there's there's some comments on i think it's on itunes where somebody says It it you know the content's great but i can't listen to it it's just too bad um and I thought, right, it's time to do something about the quality of the audio for the podcast and also the quality of the actual video itself, but also the audio on the, um, on the video as well on YouTube, um, because it's all a little bit, uh, it, not as good as what everybody else is doing, and I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to carry on doing this, and I don't do it for the money, I do it because I enjoy doing it, um, you know, I don't have enough um, subscribers or listeners to make any serious cash, but even if I did, you know, I do it because I enjoy recording videos and sharing stuff with everybody, and I, I really enjoy doing the podcast as well, Um, I don't know, maybe I'm a, a suppressed radio presenter or something like that, I don't know, but but anyway, I, it's something that uh, I'd like to do, you know, do as a hobby. And I thought, well, if you're going to do it, come on, why not do it a little bit better? You know, so you're lot, long-suffering listeners and watchers and readers as well on the Photocom site. Um, you're kind of giving something back to you, go- you guys and girls that actually means that you can listen a little bit easier. And a lot a lot of this kind of came out of what I was talking about in the last podcast, which was the challenge of getting Good audio out of uh, video when you're recording with a DSLR. Um, so when I when I recorded with my Canon 600D, the uh, the it's a it's a problem when you compare it with with other people is that the built-in mic is okay if the camera's quite close to you, but as soon as you get start getting a little bit distance away, you have all sorts of problems with it being a little bit quiet. There's lots of echo from the room you're in and if you want a really nice looking video you tend to have to use slightly longer focal length. so you don't want to be at say uh, I don't know 18 millimeters using your kit lens with the camera right close you want to be a little bit further away and I kind of did a video on YouTube and I think I talked about in the last podcast about how I was trying to uh, figure out which would be the best lens to do videos for on YouTube and I kind of settled on the fifty mm one point eight, but since we're doing some other tests, I actually think that the forty mm two point eight pancake lens is a better a better option, and that means that the camera is quite quite a way away. And I was kind of struggling with the idea of what's the best way of improving the uh, the audio quality, and I was pretty much fixed on the idea of having something like a shotgun mic on the top of the six hundred D because I wanted a option whereby Um, I wouldn't have to use anything else apart from the camera and the mic, an external mic, and the external mic would plug into the camera and it would record all at the same time. But after I did hours and hours and hours of research on YouTube where I was listening to loads and loads of video tests and audio tests of different mics, although the shotgun mics, even the expensive ones like the Rode VideoMic Pro, undoubtedly sounded much better than... The uh, built-in mics on the six hundred Ds or any DSLRs, the the I still didn't think they sounded, you know, a lot lot better. Um, you still got all the echo of the room. Um, you kind of had that hollow kind of sound. Um, and when you compared it to audio that had been recorded by people who were using lapel mics or mics that were very very close so even like a shotgun mic but it was maybe maybe just out of um, shot but very close to the the presenter the sound was completely different it sounded much 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 better and lots of these people who were recording like that weren't recording into the cameras they were actually recording using an external recorder and although I was dead set against the idea at first, I kind of came round to the idea of, of using an external recorder and something like a lab mic. Um, now I could have probably just said, well, look, I could just get a decent quality USB mic and plug it into my laptop and record the podcast that way and record the audio for the videos that way. Because the idea is you record the video and the audio separately and you kind of uh, bring them all together. But the problem with that is I would always have to have my laptop with me and there's certain situations where I wouldn't want to do that. I might be out in the field wanting to t- do video and audio. Um, I could be doing something in the garage, doing something in the kitchen. You know, there's times when it just wouldn't be practical to to have the laptop fired up and work that way. Um, and also, there's a really good reason not to record. Um, we, sorry, to take a step Was There's a really good reason not to record directly using something like a... Um, A lab mic or or a shotgun mic into your camera is that it gives you two audio sources. So if you're recording a video um, with your with your DSLR and you're using a separate recorder, something goes wrong with that separate audio recorder, you've still got that um, audio recording from the camera to fall back on. Because when you're recording by yourself, unless you want to wear headphones, and a lot of the idea of this is you get away from using a headset. Is is you you can't monitor what's going on. So if the battery goes flat in your external recorder um, or something breaks, in it, you'd never know until you you know finish this interview maybe or you'd finish the this uh, piece to camera. But by recording it separately, you've still got that back backup uh, backup in the camera. So in the end, after all of that, I kind of after watching dozens of videos on YouTube and listening to things, I came to the, to the conclusion that. If you want decent audio on your um, on your DSLR videos, you've got to get a separate recorder. So I settled on the Zoom H1, which is about the cheapest decent one. And loads of people, loads of people use it. Excuse me, while I just take a drink of coffee. Um, and basically, it's a it's a it's a little device the size, I don't know, of half the size of a packet of cigarettes, and it's got a couple of mics on one end. Um, and it has a line in and a line out. And the idea is that you can either use the built in mics as a microphone or a USB mic for your computer. But what most people use it for is they use it as an audio recorder for a lav mic because it's so small. A lav or a lavalier mic, as they're called, or a lapel mic, which is what they really are. And so you plug it into there. So I got the Zoom H1. I mean, in fact, if you're watching the video on YouTube or on robnowfoto.com, if I've uploaded the notes by now, you should probably, you should be able to see it, um, just at the bottom of the screen here. It's sitting on a, I've got it set up on a Gorilla Pod, and I've got the windshield because I bought it with the, uh, on Amazon.co.uk, there was a deal where you could buy it with the, the accessory kit as well. So it's got the windshield on. And actually, this thing, this rhomboid kind of structure in front is a homemade pop filter because, again, I did some test recordings with it, and although it sounds okay, it sounds much better than my old USB uh, headset mic, again, I was getting pops, and I thought, well, come on, Rob, just make a bit more effort, and so today I just got a coat hanger, uh, nicked a pair of uh, Suzanne's tights I'd like to add, not mine, and made this simple pop filter, which may be making a bit of a co- difference to the quality. I don't really know. It's a bit, bit difficult to say, really, but it, it, it can't hurt to have it, have it on. So... The, that's the zoom h1 it's a great little device it records amazing audio um, in, in glorious stereo and um, I guess you know if you think it's if you're asking yourself what well, is it any good if you're listening to th- this video um, on YouTube you know the audio that you're hearing as part of the video is from the h1 because I've synced it in moving maker to replace the video the audio that's been recorded by my logitech uh, c920. As it records the video um, that way, um, and obviously, if you're listening to the podcast and you think, "Well, this sounds better than what Rob used to uh, record," then uh, happy days. You know that—that's the whole idea. Now, the thing I would say though is that. Uh, to start off with when I first started listening to some of the example sounds I was a little bit disappointed and you may well be listening to this and thinking well it does sound better Rob but there is still noise in there because undoubtedly there is. Um I, The the audio you're hearing now um has been taken into Audacity and had some as much noise removed as I can and then I put it through the levelator which kind of bumps up the volume and does some compression things but Although in between when there's gaps, for example, if I stop now, just stop talking, there was probably a little bit of noise there. Audacity's noise removal tends to tends to get rid of that, but behind my voice, you can probably hear some kind of noise. You know, you can hear this this dryness almost behind it. Um, and I, you know, apparently you know, that that's really you know that's what they do, and you know, it's the price you pay from for using uh, a, a, a cheap audio uh, recorder that so you get great audio well you don't get great audio because there's noise in it, but you get audio that's much much better than the built-in mic hopefully this is much much better than my usb mic you know it's more richness richness um it's much more of a a fuller sound than we've got before but you know it's still not perfect Yeah. um one of the reasons why I went over to a USB headset was because I was tired of having mics that had that hiss in between, you know, and you would remove the hiss and then it would flatten everything out. But I guess at the end of the day, I'm, what I'll do is at the end of the podcast, you know, i put a request out for everybody for feedback, does this sound better than the than the podcast? Is it more listenable than, uh, than previous uh, podcasts and efforts? Because this is all about making sure that, you know, this is a better product for you, People to to listen to on your on your iPods, or maybe you're watching the YouTube video um, on your Android phones and and, and things like that. Um, however, although the H1 is is a an interesting device and produces great sounds, it isn't really the answer for me for when I do my videos by itself be, because it's too big. Ooh, I'm just going to have to pause everything now because I think um, Valentino has woken up upstairs, so I'm just going to pause the. The video and the audio now and then we'll start recording just in a second. Okay, I'm back. One uh, unhappy little four year old who, who woke up um, is now much much happier and he's dropped off to sleep again. Um but we may well get some more interruptions because normally if he's got a broken night's sleep he keeps waking up. But here we go. Let's let's see how we got on. So I think I got the bit where I was talking about how the Although the H1 is a great device, um, it isn't really the answer for when I do my YouTube videos. You know, my talking head kind of things, my reviews of kit and stuff, because it kind of kind of gets in the way. If you're watching the YouTube video, you kind of see it now, and because the actual microphones aren't isolated from the um, from the rest of it, it's really prone to hear touching things. So, for example, if I touch it now probably heard loads of different things and i was only really lightly tapping on it Um, so the mic would then have to be further away so i didn't accidentally knock it so that again kind of negates the point of using it because i'm back into the same problem and i might as well just use the built-in mics on the uh on the 600d so what i did was i actually purchased the lav mic at the same time and the the h1 zoom h1 handy recorder Ooh, i just see there we go i've just knocked it again Um, the Zoom H1 handy recorder, I think it was about £80, and I got it That included the accessory pack which normally goes for about £20 and it meant I ended up getting it for about the accessory pack for about £10. Um, so I got the Audio Technica ATR 3350 LAV mic to kind of go with it and that Um is a It's probably the cheapest Well it's one of the cheapest LAV mics you can buy But it also gets fairly Okay, reviews. You know, people say you know this is a piece of kit that kind of does the job. Um, And again, I looked at plenty of YouTube reviews, and lots of people use the combination of the uh, Zoom H one recorder with the eighty the thirty three fifty lab mic. I found that it is okay for YouTube audio, video audio, in other words. In fact, it's much, much, much better than the built in audio on my six hundred D. Um, however, I thought it was quite had quite quiet output and was pretty noisy as well, quite hissy and to start off with when I first did the test recordings with it and was listening back to them in audacity i thought oh this is this is no good at all, but actually, when I put it through a bit of noise reduction and the levelator, which again kind of does this compression thing and generally makes it sound better, and then synced it up in movie maker to replace the um Original audio from the 600D, it is significantly better than the uh, built in audio. Much, much better, in fact. And although if you listen to it on earphones, you do think, oh, it is a bit hissy in the background behind the vocals. When you're watching it on your laptop or a phone, well, maybe it's a little bit hissy on a phone because I guess because the speaker is so small and I need to do a little bit more research how you can. EQ or balance audio for smaller speakers but especially watching it on our big television via the Google Chromecast it was very impressive indeed now it wouldn't be good enough for recording the podcast on I don't think Um, it wouldn't be significantly better than the headset mic Um, but for ease of use it's fantastic because you kind of put the lab mic on you run the the wire down the front of your T-shirt and then just plug it into the H1 and tuck the H1 onto your belt or into your pocket and it's out of the way. So I can do all my things where I'm picking up cameras and moving them around or gadgets and generally uh, do that sort of thing and don't have to worry about any noise. Obviously, if I'm fiddling with my shirt, then you probably have to hear it. Um, so it sounds like a really good... Uh, it's basically giving you a wireless uh, lav mic system because the H1 is so light and um, you record. And if you're, if you're into doing your videos for YouTube or any sort of presentation videos and you're thinking, Oh, you know, I'm really nervous about syncing audio up afterwards in post processing as, as I was a little bit. Um, actually, it's incredibly simple. Um, using the free Windows Movie Maker software. On Obviously, if you've got a Windows system, if you're on Mac, I'm sure there'd be something like... Um, uh, well, like, I'm, I don't know much about Macs, but I'm sure they've got their own free software where you can sync audio. And it works very, very well. And the, the video on YouTube, and I'll put links in the show notes for SCL234, is I did a video on the Ensign um, uh, camera video. Uh, M- Enson folding pocket camera camera i think it's called or something like that and yeah i was very pleased with the audio um not as it won't sound as good as this audio probably hope hopefully this should sound much much better because the mics on the h1 are, are in stereo to start off with and and uh they're of much higher quality but it's a lot lot better if you kind of open up a window with my video of the ensign in and also I'll open up one of my older videos uh any of them really that are using any of the built-in mics in the 600D or even the Logitech C920 webcam. Um, You'll go. It's a world of difference. There's no comparison at all. So I think that's going to kind of be my go-to setup. And in fact, in that video for the Ensign, I'm also using the 40mm um, prime lens to, at 2.8 on the 600D to record cool the video. And I think the angle's quite good where I'm kind of in focus but the background's out of focus and the lighting's not too bad as well. I'm a, I look a bit sweaty because at the moment I've only got one daylight balance bulb um, which I you have to use bare because it's not very powerful. Um, and I use my um, trusty Apucher LED ring light which again is daylight balance very good. So I kinda should look quite natural. Um, and I've kind of given up doing auto white balances. Now I just put the 600D in, in automatic white balance. So I've given up manual white balance, sorry, and I put it in automatic white balance. It seems to be doing a fairly good job. As soon as I get some more, I've actually got a couple more white balance bulbs, but they're actually got um, screw fitting. So maybe when I get a, another couple of lamps, I'll be able to put like a shoot through umbrella in front of them, so I can soften the light a bit. But you know, it, it's for what it is. It's a very very quick setup. You know, I can just put this lamp up, put the camera on a tripod, set up the audio really quickly and go for it. So hopefully everything should start to look very, very, well, not very, very good, but it should start to look better than it um, did before. Um, and I think one thing I kind of learned pretty quickly investigating uh, different types of in- in ways of improving audio is it is it is such a minefield and such a rabbit hole you, or a rat hole that you can fall down you know you start listening for all sorts of pops and whistles on your audio and you're thinking how are you going to improve them and if if you think photographers and video editors are I was going to say a rude word then um, get, are a bit finicky about what they see you wait till you start watching some videos about audio quality and what people you know what lengths people to go because we can't I think sometimes we get a bit confused between what would be broadcast quality Or audio file quality, you know, stuff for recording music to. And we confuse that with actually, you know, what's good enough. What is actually good enough for a YouTube video that somebody's probably just going to watch on their laptop or their mobile phone? Uh, Yeah, it doesn't really have to be broadcast quality for stuff like that. Um, So, anyway, what I'd really like is that if, you know, after listening to. Uh, this podcast, whether it be uh, via the podcast or you're watching it on YouTube, give me some feedback. Send me an email, scalespeeder at gmail.com. Go to the Flickr group, open up a new uh, discussion if you like. Go to robnuffoto.com and and put a comment in the show notes when they're up for shows two, three, four. Is it better? Is it more listenable? I mean, that's what I'm most... most interested in not really whether it's better or not but does it do you listen to it and think this was an easier listen to previously when i was using my old usb um headset which you know probably a bit of a challenge um, that way okay so to kind of finish up then there's a new um a photo assignment over on the Flickr group um the photo assignment for may is world in motion again you could use those shots for the amateur photographer of the year should you wish to but if you don't you know just put your shots in there anything to do i don't know sports maybe or people running around or cars i don't know anything to do with the world of motion it could be that you want to freeze the frame of something that's going very fast or maybe you want to use a slow shutter speed to give the feeling of speed maybe you want to do a light trail shot maybe it's Something splashing in towards anything to do with world in motion. Just go over to the Flickr group. Remember, it's free to join Flickr. Um, you get, do you, how much do you, I think you get two gigabytes of free photo storage now. So, you know, why not join the robnphoto.com Flickr group and join in? There's some fantastic work going on over there. Um, so, just left all that's left really is just to remind everybody that SCL is part of the tech podcast community, and you can find, a, find loads of great podcasts over on uh, techpodcast.com. Um, if you uh, enjoy the podcast, remember, give us a review or some stars on whatever platform you listen to. Maybe it's iTunes, maybe it's. Um, any podcatcher catcher for Android anything like that. Thanks to everybody for taking part in the Flickr group, for posting their photos and uh, getting part in discussions. Thanks to all the commenters and people who watch on YouTube. Thanks to the readers and commenters on robnumphoto.com. And thanks to everybody for downloading and listening to the podcast. My name's Rob from robnumphoto.com, and hopefully pretty soon I'll see you on Flickr.